Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Ellie Gibson. And it's me, Helen Thorne. And who have we got for our guest today, Helen? We've got the two Mr. P's. Hello, Lee and Adam. Good morning. How are we? Hi. Can you do it in a teacher voice? Can you? How would you address your class? Good morning, everyone. And then they would reply, dragging it out as long as you can. Good morning, Mr. P. That's how it usually goes. I've just regressed 40 years. It's wonderful. I've en- I'm enjoying it. And um, yes, of course, because you are, you are the Mr. T, Mr. T's. No, that's an entirely different. <laughs> I've <been a> fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine there being two Mr. T's. What a wonderful dream. And having them on the podcast. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's me for. sorted for tonight, Ellie. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> One Mr. T at each end, high-fiving over your back. And we're off. Oh, a lot of, that's a lot of gold chains to, to deal stuff. with. <laughs> A lot of clinking, a lot of clinking. Oh, yes. <laughs> Goodness yes, me, absolute oh. filth, unacceptable. I, I do feel naughty now. I do feel like I'm going to get told off sent to their master's office. Anyway, um, yes, welcome. <laughs> you, why don't you introduce yourself, Mr. Pease? Who are you? Uh, so I'm Lee and this is Adam Parkinson. We are brothers from Manchester, both working in primary schools and we are the hosts of Two Mr. Pease in a Podcast. And you're doing a show, is that right? Let's get, let's get the plug-in out of the way. Let's get it sorted. Yeah, yeah. So we've just started our 2022 tour. Uh, we did our first show in Glasgow earlier this week, which was absolutely incredible. Um, first time we've done a show up in Scotland, and it was just unbelievable. If that's what the if that's the level every other show is going to be at, it's going to be yeah incredible. Um, and yeah, we've got forty dates across the UK between now and the end of the school year, sort of July time. You've you've got a podcast and you've got a book that the book. I'm getting the plugging out of the way. Your book, which was a Sunday Times bestseller, is coming out yeah. in paperback next month. Is that right? In in April. Yeah, April fourteenth, the paperback comes out. It's been it's been an amazing journey. Um, it's took us to places we, I would never have imagined, and you know I don't really you know we're going to Belfast as well as part of the tour, and I, I have to say I'm a bit scared because I don't I ain't getting on no plane. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You don't understand how long that joke has been manifesting in my brain. I was like, come on, you just got to get it, even though it wasn't. <laughs> 
are you the, actually, um, are you actually frightened of planes? No, no, I'm all right. He, he, he's not great. Yeah, <laughs> I've just come back off holiday. Um, we flew back on the Saturday, and obviously the Friday we were just seeing, you know, that Jet TV where they were streaming the, the oh, flights yeah. coming in. It was all over the internet, and I'm a terrible flight. I, th- I was absolutely <laughs> cacking it coming back. And even as we were descending in the plate, the pilot came on. I've never known a pilot to come on and say, you know, check your safety, check the safety card in your seats. Normally, it's just that pre-recorded message. This was the pilot saying it. But to be fair, smoothest landing I've had in a while. So, yeah, it was absolutely fine. But I am a terrible flyer. He is. I remember one flight. He said to me, the world isn't ready to lose ICT with Mr. P. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> but, um. No, going back, yeah, April 14th, the paperback of Put a Wet Paper Towel on it. The Weird and Wonderful World of Primary Schools is being released. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's been absolutely amazing. The response to the book has been crazy. Like Lee said, we started the tour the other day, and it's absolutely, you know, it blew our minds just how... Bear in mind, it was a Tuesday night, so I'm sure you know uh, at the Scummy Mummies that doing a, an early week show, sometimes you have the fear of, People are going to be tired. People aren't going to be keen. They might not drink. Um, <laughs> but look, luckily, we're in Glasgow. So Absolutely. all of those myths were dispelled. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the show? Is the show like, um, uh, is it like the podcast? Is it you sitting down and chatting? Or is it like, do you have gold cat suits and musical numbers? And I think in the current show, how many wigs have we got, Helen? I think we've got about oh, 14 wigs. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, wow. There's a lot of um, a lot of flammable items, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds a bit like a teacher's stock cupboard. To be fair, but, um, <laughs> no, it's it's. Fair. I mean, we have we have sort of like a, a few slides. We've got a projector with typical teachers. Do you know what I mean? We can't teach without a PowerPoint going in the background. Um, so it's sort of a bit of a mix. So uh, I've been sort of um, sharing videos and. Uh, lesson ideas, topics, all that sort of stuff on my social media. And over the past few years, it's been more sort of funny insights into the classroom. So there's some of that alongside some of the stories from the podcast. And so it's a real sort of mix, um, sort of a little bit more stand-up than a traditional sitting-down podcast type thing. Um, But it seems to go down really well, seems to really resonate, not just with teachers, but just anyone who enjoyed their time at school, parents who were going through the struggle of having their children, you know, especially the past couple of years with, with uh, you know, you get your children to school, you're like, that's it. Take it easy now. And then during the pandemic, most parents had to get involved and teach, which was, yeah, a nightmare. Uh, I'm saying that as a teacher. So trying to actually teach my own children was probably the worst part of the whole pandemic. It was a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, so we do get a, quite a nice mix. But, yeah, it's quite a... Uh, quite fun we have we have a good giggle along it just the, the ups and downs the frustrations and the funny things that happen really um what I was going to say um is that I think we all have a newfound love and respect for teachers actually uh and I I I for one definitely want to tongue kiss my teacher uh, <laughs> when I handed my children back after the pandemic because it was really yeah. fucking hard and it was you know it was pressure cooker stuff but also yeah. I felt really sorry for I felt really sorry for teachers during the pandemic because the fucking parents had access to you what felt like 24 hours a day. How yeah. how did you guys manage that? Because I mean some parents, they're pricks. They're mad fucking uh, pricks. You said it. You said it. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
It was it was it was difficult, and to be fair, I think majority of parents, and 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 it is the vast majority. You know, ninety nine percent of parents are absolutely sound. They you know understand what it's you know they, they understand what it's like, and so um, they're there to support. But you will get that one percent who I, I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, I mean, majority of parents were absolutely amazing. I think they really found uh, they understood the challenges that we sort of go through. Well, I was I was talking to someone just last night, actually, and someone who doesn't have kids, and they were saying, they, they were like, oh, yeah, I've got a dog, but I keep like trying to tell parents about my dog and go, yeah, I'm up all night with the dog. I'm really tired. I've got to take the dog out. And all the parents I try and say that to are just shaking their head at me going, no, no, it's not the same. <laughs> when to it was be the fair, pandemic, I, I, I got a dog during lockdown. Right. And I will say for the first, I'd say couple of weeks, it, it was almost, I wouldn't say it was as bad, but it was similar to having a newborn. It took me <laughs> right back because my kids are like 10 now. So I've come out of the, you know. Go on, drop it in. Drop it I've in. got 10 year old triplets. Oh, fuck's oh, sake. Fuck <laughs> off. That's Jesus exactly what Christ. he said when he found out. <laughs> 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 that is the correct response. Jeez, yeah. you've done, if you if you do the maths, you've done like thirty years of parenting. <laughs> it, that's what it feels. I mean, now it's it's amazing. Like they're 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 incredible. The age they're at now, at ten. I wish I could just bottle them up and keep them there. Um, but when it was when they were babies, yeah, it was intense. It was it was hard. Um, and and now you sort of look back. It's weird. You sort of look back now, and I'd give anything to have an afternoon of when they were babies. Because I felt like when they were so young, because there was three of them and it was so intense, you sort of almost wish, not wish the time away, but you're almost trying to get to that next stage thinking it's going to be easier. Mm. So a lot, I, had, I had them quite, I was only 25 when, the, when they came along. So I was quite young. So a lot of my other friends now are having kids and they'll always say like, I don't know how you did it with three. Uh, and I did, don't get me wrong, I, you know, shoulders out. I'm like, yeah, you know, bit of bragging sort of thing. But I do. I always say, like, just don't wish the time away because before you know it, the sort of thinking about head. Well, going to be going to secondary school in September, which is just frightening. How quick the time goes. I mean, the the other the other people that were really happy when he got uh, triplets at twenty five was just for men because <laughs> still, still waiting for the sponsorship. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because once I had him, I had to go for the snip. My wife was like, right, we're, we're done now. Go and get the snip. Yeah. And three times I turned it down because the doctors would always ask me, they were like, you do know you're really, really young uh, to get it done. And I was like, maybe I am. And then <laughs> my wife was like, no, <laughs> you're getting it done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Would you would you encourage it as a lifestyle choice? Well, I mean, I I've I mean, I'm only thirty three, and I've got two little ones, and I've had it I've had it done. Um, but I, I have to say, the whole kind of day of having it done was really weird because my wife obviously took me to the to the place, and I walked in, and then you kind of it was it was like a normal normal doctor's surgery, and then you kind of had to sign loads of forms, and they gave you the old like. Are you sure you want to do this? She's still quite young. And I was going, no, I've got I've got a little girl and a little boy. I'm happy, you know. And then they took me down to this room where it was like basically loads of lazy boy chairs. And there were all of these old seedy guys there. And I felt well, like, just a bit freaked out. And then they brought me in for the procedure. And the guy was like, okay, you know, pants down, um, magnifying glass out. <laughs> and then... Um, he just suddenly, one of the nurses said, so have you seen the new Frozen? 
And <laughs> as he was like operating on my bits, I was going like into the um, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was it was insane. And then the funniest thing was after it, they said something along the lines of I don't know the exact number, but they said something like, um, before you send off your sample, you have to have ejaculated 30 times. So I got in the car with a massive smile on my face <laughs> to my wife going, guess what? I'm gonna <laughs> You're gonna have to help out with this. And she was going, You've made that up. I had to find it in the leaflet and circle it. Yeah. <laughs> but 30 times. I mean, well, that that would take you upwards of 14 minutes, I would imagine. Like, how yeah. you I think it I think that? it was three, and then Adam just penciled in the zero after it. I thought, three, I thought 300 might be pushing it. Um, yeah, yeah, but I always remember one of my friends after I'd had it done. My friends wanted to see, like, wanted to see, like, what it looked like, and so I, I shown them. We were we were around having a boxing night. So I shown them, and then one of my friends actually said this. He went, "So do you just do you just like come dust now?" <laughs> Puffs of smoke. Yeah. A little wisp, just a little wisp. <laughs> little whistle, little whistle as it happens as well. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that's wonderful! Wow. Oh, oh, thank you for sure. I won't ask you to get it out, but it's good. To- <laughs> <laughs> thank you for you sharing. You can put it your, on the board. Draw, draw it and chalk. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> enough of your penises for now, at least. Um, going back to teaching. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you when the pandemic happened and the, and the homeschooling happened and all the parents were like moaning on social media and stuff going, oh, this is intolerable. I can't cope. Oh, this is a fucking nightmare. Was there a little bit of you that was like, yeah, pricks. Yeah. Now, you know, now, you know, now come to me on parents evening and tell me yeah. that I'm not bloody doing enough, making enough fucking rockets out of egg boxes. Now fucking tell me, was it like that? Or did you have sympathy? I mean, well, as, as parents ourselves, we were going through it as well. So we, we, we can, you know, you know, we could understand the frustrations and what was, but it, it was a weird one because it's sort of at the beginning when we first went into lockdown, there was just so many tweets and messages where parents were going on about how much they love and appreciate teachers now having to do it, which is great. And then if I remember the, the Daily Mail came out with an article that just completely shut it all down. And then suddenly it was like this. Yeah, actually, teachers aren't doing anything. All the schools are closed and they're not, you know, they just sat home doing nothing, um, which was never the case. You know, schools were closed for the majority of children, but teachers were still having to be in class for the vulnerable key worker children, which always made us laugh because the amount of messages we got, because we asked people what was the most so what was the funniest excuse for a parent trying to be a key worker? Um, and I think my favorite example was the parent who said, well, I work in Timpsons, so I'm <laughs> actually a key worker. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, was, there was all sorts. We had, we had one where parents were saying, look, we're, we're, we're trying for a new baby, so, you know, we need to you know, put the children in class so we've got some time. There was all sorts. You would not believe some of the... There was a, the, the one who installed hot tubs. They were like, we... we and and the, to be fair, business was booming, wasn't it? Everyone <laughs> wanted a hot tub. Uh, so I think... I don't know how he... You know, he... he, he you had nurses and, and, you know, other school NHS workers, workers. NHS and... workers. And then suddenly, just a hot tub salesman. Just like, <laughs> no, sorry, I'm too important to this country. I can't be... Uh, Homeschooling. What do you say? Is it Botox tech- technician? Yeah, yeah. That Botox technician was that? Yeah, that was another one that tried it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she looked wow. really surprised when we told her no. Hey. 
Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was it was it's been incredibly challenging for teachers. Th- I'd say I don't think there's a teacher out there that would say it's not been the most challenging time of their careers. But uh, for me, I've never been more proud to call myself a teacher to see how the our <laughs> profession has sort of stepped up. And you got to understand as well, we, there's no guidance from like there's no decent guidance from the government about what to do right and what to do right, you know. And so it fell again to the school leaders who were under massive pressure. You know, just to just to make sure that the catering and, and providing the best possible education for the children. So, you know, I am really, really proud of how our profession has stepped up and and kept the children going along. Whether that was having them in class if they were key worker vulnerable or providing all the online learning, because that that in itself was one hell of a challenge. Oh, I I just remember because I had to sit next. I've got a ten year old boy, um, yeah. and um, my elder daughter. She was fine. She's really she's a great independent learner. But Hugo had like the concentration of a fucking goldfish, and he would be yeah. like all over the place. But <laughs> I tried to do maths with him, and I just remember at one point he just lay down on the floor, and I said, "What's the answer, Hugo?" And he went sixty nine, and that was, <laughs> that was it. That was it. And I was like, "We are fucking done. We're done." For yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of situations where sixty nine is the answer, Helen. Let's not. You know, Always. Yeah, 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 not, you know, you know, just yeah. not there now, a- Ellen. There was a, a hilarious one that we got told from a teacher who had just got a job at a school and she was doing like her, she'd not met a class yet, but she was doing all the online lessons and her and a friend shared a Netflix account. So her friend had changed her Netflix name to something like Pussy Magnet or Pussy Lover. <laughs> and then on the live lesson when she was kind of streaming her laptop, it popped up in the corner uh, oh, no, no. Pussy Magnet, there is a movie we think you would like. <laughs> it's like an email from Netflix. <laughs> oh. And you would not believe the amount of teachers who had to see parents walking in the background naked on the Zoom oh. lessons. And yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, makes the next parents' evening very interesting. <laughs> I bet. Oh, I remember, yeah, I was sitting next to Hugo, but I'd be out, out of shot. And, um, and you know, it, there would just be one point, like he was just sitting in his pyjamas, and I just said, put your penis away. And I thought, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Oh, I say I've say that all day long, whether it's lockdown or not, whether the kids are home or not. It's a, it's my catchphrase in this house, honestly. Fucking hell. Oh god. I've just remembered Helen as well. So in our show we have scummy mummy confessions, right? And very often they're about school and parents' evenings and things. And my favourite yeah. school one was we had a woman and she was taking her kid for his first day at school. You know, big oh moment. She was quite emotional. And the teacher was a male teacher, nice man. He was like, don't worry, I'll take it from here. And he sort of, you know, put his hand on the kid's shoulder. And she leant down to give the kid a little kiss. And the kid suddenly moved out of the way. She kissed the teacher's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> First day. <laughs> oh that's class oh well yeah i mean we share loads of sort of awkward moments with parents and confessions and all sorts trying to think of an awkward i mean there was one the funniest one of the funniest because we have like a feature on the podcast which is weird interactions with parents because you did it is awkward sometimes it is awkward and we've had it before where we've been out you know on on the beer or whatever, and you'll see parents in bars, and and it is it is quite awkward. But there was one where this parent kept phoning the school to speak to the teacher, and obviously the teacher couldn't take the call because they were they were teaching, 
and the parent was getting more and more irate. And then at the end of the day, the parent returned the call expecting, you know, something was going on to be aware of. And the parent was like, would you be able to take my uh, dry cleaning in tomorrow as we're going to be too busy doing something? And the teacher's like, are you, are you being <laughs> serious? So the parent genuinely thought the teacher should have acted almost like a maid and was and really saw the backside because they wouldn't do it. The teacher's like, actually, no, I'm, it's, I'm, it's my weekend. I've got other things to be doing. And you can just imagine trying to do it in such a polite way as a teacher. But yeah, you would not believe some of the sort of excuses and yeah well we had one we had one that sticks in my mind where a guy who was in a long-term relationship a teacher who was in a long-term relationship at parents evening uh a a girl walked in with her mum and he'd never seen the mum before and he said that like she took his breath away when she walked in and he said that they sat there and had this 10 minute consultation about the daughter in which he doesn't remember anything because he said that he was just it was love at first sight he said and then the next day, the daughter came in with a note to the teacher that said, thank you for your advances, but my mum turns down the offer of a date. <laughs> so when he said he doesn't remember doing it, but he must have asked her out and he was in a relationship. But I mean, that is just insane Ooh. stuff. I mean, as as people who work in schools, that <laughs> you can't be doing <laughs> stuff like that. Not at all. Not no. these days, no. No, no. It's, it's, such different times I you know talking about um you know schools and things like that like I just think back like when I was growing up in Australia we we used to have like what's it called yard duty like when teachers walk yeah. around the yard and they would smoke cigarettes <laughs> we'd walk around uh, we had a teacher called Mrs Mack Mrs Mack she had, she talked like mad Good teacher name that. Yeah. Mrs Mack and she used to live across the road from me because my dad was a teacher and she was a teacher. And yeah. I remember her yard duty would just follow her around while she smoked a fag. It was a, like <laughs> such different time. And the staff room you could smoke in as well. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's the, you know, there's the classic Simpsons thing where it's just like a fog of smoke and all the teachers are fagging on. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a smoker, I get, I get why, you know, that would be kind of a thing that you'd need to do. But God, such different, such different rules back then. I know. Well, it, it, it would happen when we were at primary school. You go to the staff room to ask a teacher and they'd come out like uh stars in your eyes you know all the smoke coming out <laughs> Tonight, Matthew, i'm gonna be teaching fractions um but i don't know about you Dee. were you ever really sort of intrigued by what the staff room was like it was sort of this place of complete mystery as a child like being able yes. to just have a little look and you just expected it to be the most impressive coolest thing going I imagined it to be like a sort of like a casino out of a James yeah. Bond film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, there'd be chandeliers and just like people <laughs> drinking cognac while they marked history homework and like spilling a roulette wheel to see which child they were going to shout at in the afternoon. <laughs> like I just, oh, what is it? What is it really like inside? Is, is there a lot of politics with teachers? Is it like is it like office politics where there's like there's a wacky one and there's annoying one and there's uptight man and there's, there's all of that? Yeah. I mean. There's definitely, I mean, I'm going off my old staff room in my old school. We had like set places. So we did, you know, the ones who love a laugh at dinner would sit in the corner on the couches. Um, everyone else would sit around the table if they just wanted like sensible conversation. Um, but the one thing, I mean, I, I was the same. I used to think that in the staff room, they'd have pinball machines and it would just be amazing. <laughs> but genuinely, I'd say every staff room has a microwave that hardly works. That's just filthy. Yeah, a fridge that's got stuff in it from 2005. <laughs> um, and then just really uncomfortable. I feel like any chair 
that people want to get rid of that's not completely manky will get just put in the staff room. It's, yeah. it's not a luxurious place by any means. So this, yeah, you, can it, I just say this tour you're going on, this is your first tour, right? Yeah, yeah. You are ready for the dressing rooms of Great Britain. You you have just oh, yeah. described pretty much every dressing room. But there's always a really shit old DFS sofa that's got yeah. shit coming out. It's not quite, you can actually sit on it without injuring yourself, but it's shit. You wouldn't want it in your house. There's always one no. of those. There's always an awful shower that's gone mouldy in the bottom, isn't there, Helen? Oh, they'll be right yeah. at home. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Do you have a shower? Do you have a shower Never. in your no. In the, no, never, never have a shower. They'll give you, they'll give you towels, and they go. If you want to shower, you're like, oh, no, no, no. I've no. got a premier in. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely, and, and always, always milk out of date. There's so many times we've oh. gone to a, um, <laughs> we've gone to have a cup of tea because we like a cuppa before we go on because we're professionals. Yeah. We're like, oh no, that's from last year. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and that's I, the same I, in the staff room. Same in the yeah. staff. You would not believe the amount of brews I've made where the the milk is clump. Oh, oh. But I think you can always tell. You, everyone plays a role in the staff room depending on what sort of lunch they have. Mm. So you get different types of lunches. So you'll have a teacher who goes for the same thing every day. The plain Jane, right? Every day. There's no variety. It's just <laughs> you know, like the most boring Tesco meal deal. Yeah, like ham, just ham sandwich. <laughs> Ready salted crisps and a bottle of water. There you go, standard. Oh. Then you've got your your takeaway queen who always has like yesterday she had dominoes left over from the <laughs> night before. So that's always I'm always jealous of that. Um then you've then you've got the one who's always on the run to Greg's or yeah. Subway. <laughs> uh and they're the ones who always end up at Greg's or Subway never seem to put a pound of weight on. That's the thing that oh. really annoys me. I only have to look at it, yeah. Really annoy yeah. me. But then, you, yeah. then you have the risk takers, don't you? The ones that like warm up fish pie oh. in the microwave. Oh no, everyone, no, no! Everyone in the staff room is fuming. <laughs> I fucking you got. I did that the other day in my own house, and my husband kicked off. I was like, "It's my fucking house." It's my I stand house. with your husband on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's certain rules. You do not put tuna. Do not warm tuna up in the, in a microwave in the. Staff so room. we just never eat fish pies. Is that is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, so, well, I don't know. Oh, um, what about the kids though? Because do you remember Helen? We asked a midwife once. We said, "Is it true that all babies are beautiful?" And she said, "Well, that's what we say." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that all children are special little angels that you love equally? Or are there some kids in your class where you're just like secretly, inwardly, you're just like, oh, that prick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're human. I think yeah. the art of teaching is is making sure that every child in your class feels like they're your favourite. That is the art yeah. of teaching. Um, and majority teachers are able to uh, to do that. But, I mean, kids, they're the most unintentional comedian like they are the funniest things going like every day is just hilarious they'll come out with something sometimes it's intention well intentioned sometimes it's not especially when they try and pay you a compliment that ends up being the worst insult you've ever had because you know they mean it that's the thing it's not like you know they're taking the mick they're coming to you to try and tell you something that they think will be good and then like i've been told recently i don't know if you can see this but i get a little bit of a crack when I frown. So one of the children started saying, why have you got a bum crack in your head? <laughs> um, 
you know, so I was like, is your mum the Botox, Botox technician there? <laughs> you can have key worker status for that. Get an appointment. There was, there was, we obviously get loads of listeners who send their, I mean, one, one of the features on our podcast is the teacher burn that Lee was talking about there where you get rinsed by a child and there was one that sticks out. A teacher had bought this brand new, lovely, sparkly work dress, wore it to school, thinking I am looking a million bucks here, walked into a class and one child went, who do you think you are? Fucking Lady Gaga. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Ouch. Ouch. I know. I know. And uh, it's just to point out everything. Like, I suffer terribly with eczema. Um... And there'll be the odd days where it flares up. And you would not believe how many children just look at you going, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're concerned, like they care, but it's just, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Thank oh. you. I, um, I uh, having a dad as a teacher, we used to go to, like, the teacher Christmas parties. Fucking hell, they can put the booze away. Um, oh. And I used to love, I used to love that because he, he was a high school teacher. So I saw him my high school teacher's on the lash having having some stubbies and um i just remember like yeah just hearing the actual truth about the kids that they didn't like and things like that so i always used to get an insight but um i have bumped into a few of my children's um teachers at the pub and it's always it's always that sort of slightly awkward thing where you're like hi and they're having a fag and they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. having quite a lot of wine but i remember one of them um said to me she was quite pissed she said oh the star of the week thing is a real pain in the ass and I don't know if that comes up in your podcast but so many teachers say you know it gets to the end of the year and they really don't want to give that kid <laughs> star of the week but they have to because everyone gets a prize yeah, um, yeah. so does that how <laughs> yeah, you know our friend Inga Helen Inga come around the other day with Alfie who's like four even I can't remember he's, he's small and uh <laughs> she was like and, I, and he had a little badge on and it said Star of the Week. And I was like, oh, you got Star of the Week, Alfie. And she was like, it's fucking Monday. What's he done? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's where kids start clocking onto it. So the best day for any teacher, the best, the, the, the day where your uh, class will behave immaculately is always the day of parents' evening. Ah. They, will, uh, they they clock onto it. You can have the word, you know, 364 days of the year. They're an absolute nightmare. But on that day, because they know that you're going to be speaking to the parents later on. And, and it's funny because they then think just that one day is going to wipe everything that they've done for the past six months off. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if you, it, what I find funny, sometimes you're walking classrooms and obviously we, we use reward stickers to try and, you know, um, incentivize children to make the right choices encourage compliance and obedience just yeah yeah so you'll you'll always be able to you tend to find which child might be the one not making the right choices with the sticker chart where you know a couple of them have got a couple then there'll be callum that has a sticker going right the way around the classroom all the way back you know full 360 worth of stickers just to keep him (laughs) to keep him in check (laughs) I, i always remember back in our school you used to get given house captain on a Friday. If you'd had a, the best week, you'd get given house captain, which meant that you were like the house captain for a full week. My friend got it uh, on, a, on a Friday and I said to him, any chance I could lend the badge? So he gave me the badge and I went home to my mum and dad and was like, got house captain. <gasps> and they, but because I was, I mean, it's no secret 
that Lee was really well behaved, very sensible at primary school. I was a complete opposite. And I obviously my mum and dad were like so proud. They were like, oh my God, you, I can't believe it. Rang my nana, my grandma, <laughs> made like a massive deal out of it. And I was honestly, it, it, it's changed me forever because I felt so, so horrible. And my guilty conscience, I've never felt anything like it that I ended up, well, I say I ended up, my friend's mum rang my mum and said, <laughs> just double checking, uh, has Adam got David's badge? Because David <laughs> said that he got given house captain, uh, but Adam asked to lend the badge. And my mum was like, oh, uh, yeah, he has got the badge. And, and I just knew, <laughs> I was sat there watching something like Rugrats, and I thought, <laughs> oh my God, I've just Tommy pickled in my pants. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh no! Oh. Yeah, because you get that a lot. You get children, kids. Uh, they they love to tell a little white lie uh, all the time. So you'll see that in things like show and tell, where they come in and say, "I got man a match at football at the weekend," and they bring in like a jujitsu trophy from nineteen ninety six. That's obviously <laughs> the dad's or whatever it might be. <laughs> I think my favorite story of a child lying, uh, and it's in the book. This one was. Um, it was years ago. So the school that I work at, we were a really, really sporty school. Like we won quite a few awards for all the amount of sports and stuff we'd do. Um, and all the teachers would get involved and take different clubs and, and go to different competitions. So there was an NQT who hadn't done anything. So she got lumbered with the swimming gala. So the local area sort of swimming gala. Now, you couldn't sort of go and do trials. So if it's a football team, we'll say anyone who's interested, come and, you know, have a game and then we'll be able to see who's probably best for it. Can't really do that with swimming because we've not got a swimming pool in the school. So you have to ask the children. You just sort of say, right, we've got this competition. You're representing the school. You've got, to, you know, you've got to be competent at swimming. And uh, normally it's fine. The kids will just put their hands up if they swim at the local baths. Uh, but this one lad in my class put his hand up and straight away it caught my attention because, you know, some some children just look a little bit more sporty than others. And he wasn't one that stood out for being quite sporty. And he put his hand up and I said to him, are you sure you can, are you sure you're going to be all right with this? Because this is, you know, it's, you've got to be quick. It's representing the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he came in with his letter signed by his mum and off they go to the uh, swimming gala and he's in the last race, the relay and we're in, in to win. We're, 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 I think we've just got to finish in the top three in this last race and we win the whole competition and he's doing like the third leg. So we're winning, we're winning this leg and then it gets to him. He then jumps in, just doesn't come back up. Oh no. Uh, oh no. And next minute he comes up flailing, his arms are going everywhere like a scene out of Jaws. <laughs> And then the lifeguard has to jump in. The teacher's oh. absolutely cacking it. And he didn't even have his five-meter badge. He was oh. nowhere. And, oh, this teacher, she still talks about it now. As I mean, as an NQT, that's an experience. But they didn't oh, end God. up winning. They didn't end up winning. The child, you know, uh, had forged the mum's signature as well. <gasps> I think just told the mum it was going for swimming. It wasn't a competition. So she just signed it without really reading it. I mean, we should have been suspicious because uh, he came out, all the other children came out in like proper trunks. He came out in like, prop, you know, long Bermuda uh, swimming oh, shorts, no, no, like no, he was on no. holiday. And I should have been aware of it because he, he used to tell, he was like Jay out the in-betweeners, you know, where he'd just come out with all sorts. So he, he tried to convince most of the class that he invented Facebook, um, <laughs> which, was, which was funny. So, uh, you were like, so, yeah. shut up, Mark. Of course you didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the that, that's where lying doesn't always work out can be quite dangerous, really. Oh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh. Yeah, I, I was very surprised once during a parent-teacher interview when um, one of my children's teachers said, oh, and so you have a horse? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have a pony. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hell i've had some doozies i've had one where a teacher said oh and they told me about your trip to disneyland and how you blindfolded the children uh in the car and then you untook the blindfold off to reveal disneyland i was like what fucking story is this i was like "Mm, yeah (laughs) (laughs) once when my my child uh one of my child's teachers said and so you used to live in singapore (laughs) (laughs) yep so you are a star for imagination for, and creativity. We lived there for 12 hours uh, in yes. transit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in we, transit on we our horse. Alive. That's how yes. we, would ride, we were riding through Singapore. Uh, that's that's correct. Oh, that's yeah. storytellers, my children. Very creative. Um, well, that's what yeah. makes show and tell amazing. Show and tell. I mean, it's an amazing and terrifying because you just don't know what the children are going to bring in. <laughs> Uh, and and for any parents, if we can give you one piece of advice, parents, please, for the love of God, will you lock your special <laughs> toy drawer? Because you will not believe how we all we, we you know we've asked listeners what's the funniest thing people have brought in for show and tell. You would not believe. Basically, we've learned that the sex toy industry is absolutely booming. With the <laughs> amount that ends up in. I mean, we had a story the other day. This was quite a good one where. Um, what was it? It was an, an, an anal, oh, it was anal plug, butt, butt yeah. plug it was. Yeah. A butt plug lovely, got brought lovely. into school. Um, and so the teacher confiscated it, took it down to the office and informed the parent that obviously your child brought in a butt plug, you need to come and pick it up. Um, talking about in the staff room and one of the teachers was like, what's what's a butt plug? I've never... So the teacher was like, oh, I'll come, and, come down to the office, I'll show you. <laughs> he went down to the office and it had disappeared, right? <laughs> So they, they assumed that the parent had just come and picked it up. 
But a couple of weeks later, the parents spoke to the teacher and said, uh, yeah, just, just bin it. I'm not, you know, uh, I'll get a new one. It's quite embarrassing. I don't I could be seen picking up a butt plug. So there's a massive mystery in this school now where there's a member of staff who's taken home this parent's butt plug. Oh, my God. And they don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, my God. It's missing butt plug. Oh, yeah. that sounds like I, an I, episode I, of Murder, She Wrote. I'd like to yeah. we, we said it's a Netflix documentary waiting <laughs> to happen. Yeah. That we, I said the woman in the staff room that said, oh, I've never heard of a butt plug. What is it? I think she took it because <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, she, she's she's making that such a big thing. Then, oh my God, it's gone. No one would suspect it. <laughs> and and she was doing a funny walk when she was going to look for it. <laughs> one one more from the from the book as well was uh, a child brought in. Uh, and the thing is, sometimes when you're a teacher and you're doing show and tell, it's a bit you know you can sort of dip in and out. You sort of let the children do it, and it gives you a bit of time to just tidy up. So um, this this child had said, "I've got something for show and tell on the Monday." And the teacher said, oh, no, just, you know, yeah, we'll get round to it. And it was sort of like the Thursday when they managed to do it. So this had been in school for most of the week. Uh, and she, this child started presenting it. Look, I've got this jellyfish. And it was a Tupperware box. But it, it wasn't a jellyfish. It was a used condom. <gasps> no! Um, yeah. <laughs> so the teacher clocked onto it and sort of, you know, closed the Tupperware box all oh, right, okay, we'll move on now, you know, and then had to obviously inform the parents afterwards. And the um, the dad came to pick pick the child up. So she informed the dad, but the dad works away a lot. Oh. Yeah, basically it wasn't, the, the, he, he didn't say anything, but he just had this, the color drained from his face. He didn't say oh. anything, didn't even take it, just walked away. And um, and then in the staff room, a woman said, I've never seen a used condom before. <laughs> and it had disappeared. So someone <laughs> has got a box with a used condom in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Grim. Oh, well, wow. I mean, I was going to say it's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions, Helen, but I feel like nothing can top that. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> wow. God. Oh, yeah. oh, well, your book sounds fucking awesome. And your tour, where are you, you're going basically everywhere, aren't you? All over the country. Leeds, yeah. Cambridge, yeah. all sorts of places. <laughs> Those yeah, are the only and... two places you can think of, Leeds and Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, Belfast. They're going to Belfast. Very exciting. Belfast, yeah, Belfast, we are. Yeah. Um, big homecoming show in Manchester at the Lowry on Easter Sunday. Um, we're going to be in Southend on Saturday. Then London. we've got... We've got a big show, yeah, Leicester Square Theatre in London. Yeah, we're really, really excited, and uh, it's selling really well. Um, like the touring company, really impressed with how, it, how it's all going so far. So, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely incredible, and we've been we we always thank everyone who listens to the podcast, and especially again during lockdown, it seemed to really help a lot of people who you know felt a bit isolated because they were working in bubbles, weren't able to have that usual sort of staff room banter. So I think the podcast sort of filled that hole a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it, if it, anyone listening wants to come along and have a bit of a giggle and a laugh, you are more than welcome. Oh, so your book, Put a Wet Paper Towel on it, is out now, is that right? Yeah, so the, the hardback came out last August and then the paperback's out in April. And um, I might as well, a little exclusive, we've got a second book coming out as well. Oh, oh wow. wow. 
Oh, yeah. brilliant. Is yeah. it the Miss Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the Missing Butt Plug? Or what's the second <laughs> one? You know, what it's called. We, we, we said on, when, we, when we told that story, uh, Lee asked me what would the Netflix documentary be called? And I said, no ifs, no butt plugs. <laughs> which I'm not going to lie, I was very proud of. <laughs> Fucking 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for that title. That is going um, to happen. Narrated by Morgan Freeman, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, love so, it, love it. Uh, so yeah, so it's available. I mean, we, we were very proud of the title because that just sums up primary school teaching. Because mm-hmm. we're not given any medical training, so anything that happens in a school, that's how teachers deal with it. Put a wet paper <laughs> towel on it. Yep. Um, and it turns out it's the probably best piece of advice we can give anyone in life. You know, when any when when things get a bit dark, well, you know, if you are just put a wet paper towel on it. We, all, we thought we thought it was going to cure COVID. We thought <laughs> just <laughs> give people a wet paper towel and it'll just take care of itself because that's yeah. what normally in school you'll have. You know, a little graze on your arm. I'll put a wet paper towel on it. You'll have an eye hanging out of its socket. Yeah, I think I know what's good for that. Uh, wet paper towel. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying you should take your own advice. If you'd put a wet paper towel on it, you wouldn't have both needed vasectomies. But here we are. Uh, so, <laughs> well done, you. Oh, and, to- and one last story to finish off this uh, talking about wet paper towels and stuff. There was uh, a story oh, that where came you, where in. You can go for there. <laughs> yeah. Um, where a, a, a new child had started a school. I think they were from Portugal, so didn't speak any English. Uh, the parents didn't speak any English. So the child had an accident. At lunch, bumped head to something like that, you know, wet paper towel on it. But you have to send the note home to parents to let them know. So the teacher thought it'd be a good idea to use Google Translate. No. Um, so <laughs> typed in this message, translated it to Portuguese, sent it to the parents. <gasps> Within a couple of minutes, uh, parents are phoning the school, frantic, panicking. And the teacher's like, it's just a bumped head. What's, I don't know what the deal is. Until she then put the message back in Google Translate and she'd sent a message to the, to the parents which basically said, your child has drowned. We have given them a wet paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> and they fake their form. Uh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing oh, no, all you. of those amazing stories. If people want more stories, where, where can they find your podcast? Where can they buy tickets to your show? Yeah, just the, the website, 2MrPspodcast.com. So it's the number 2MRPSpodcast.com. That's got all previous episodes, live show tickets, everything there. And then yeah. you can follow us on the socials. So I'm ICT underscore Mr. P. And Adam uh, yeah, runs I the... run the at two Mr. P's podcast on Instagram. Um, and then there's a two Mr. P's podcast group on Facebook. So yeah. Um, but thank you so much. It's honestly been yeah, such a pleasure. I mean, I, we both follow you on social media and uh, yeah, your tour looks like it's, it's going amazing and it's been such a pleasure meeting you properly. Well, oh, virtually. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We didn't meet in person, but you know, I've got next time. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The sequel. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. P's. Helen, have we got, do you want to say anything? Do you want to do any admin or something? Oh, look, you know, buy tickets to our show as well. We're <laughs> mummies, you know. I mean, yeah. but we, I, we were both talking before we started recording saying mainly women come to our show. And I, I get why they, I get why you get all the ladies in. You know, I think you'll I think you'll do very well with our with our um, audience. Are you flirting with our guests? Don't be weird. <laughs> Stop flirting with them. You want you get a you compliment. Yeah. Oh, you, why, thank don't you, you just, very much. why don't you just get your tits out on the Zoom? <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Jesus. It wouldn't do Christ. anything. None, none of our members work anymore after the <laughs> operation. You know, you this is how me. we finish. Big puff of you smoke and then we it. disappear. <laughs> oh, oh, I like God. the idea of no, Helen, being, Helen being gently inflated like a balloon. Anyway, it's gone too far. It's gone too far. It always does. Uh, let's say Welcome. say goodbye before something else. Or I mean, we've done butt plugs and the. You made it grotty, Ellie. I was complimenting uh, them on their humour. Anyway, of fine. Were. Of course, oh, we appreciate it. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Put your tits away, Helen. Until next time. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Get our own show and tell it. <laughs> I don't know whether they take everything else out on teachers, but it just seems like they are relentless. And lockdown just gave them so many more excuses to to have a pop and have a go. And like I say, I think there was that newfound respect for teachers. Are you all right, Helen? It sounds like you're being haunted. <laughs> Someone in the background going, ah, what's Mom, going on? Mum, it was my neighbor. Na- so Hugo had come upstairs. So we're isolating from Corona, but my neighbor had knocked on the door to ask whether I needed anything from the shops. Oh. Uh, but I can't, I can't say fags and booze to my son. Uh, so I'll text her. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry about that. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.